better day today weather-wise than the wind and the bitter cold we had yesterday. It's cold, but it's not nearly as bone-chilling as it was yesterday. Sun is out. Not a bad way to go. Again, it's Packers-Bears week, rivalry week. Throw the records out the window. So uh, looking forward to the game this coming weekend. A reminder that we are going to be in Chicago this weekend. If you're looking for a place to stay, head down to the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk. We're going to be there. The Green and Gold Postgame Show will emanate live from inside the Shy Bar inside the hotel coming up on Sunday right after the Packers and the Bears. Really, really looking forward to this. Can't wait. Really looking forward to this. So uh, if you're going down to Chicago, even if you're not going to go to the game, come on over. They have the uh, TVs in the Shy Bar or nearby. Uh, they have Shula's Steakhouse down there. They've got some other bars and restaurants in the area. But after the game, come on over and hang out with us for a few hours for the Green and Gold Post Game Show, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. But we're going to be live in Chicago coming up this Sunday, immediately following the Packers and the Bears. And uh, we're going to be inside the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel. Come on by and say hi. Looking forward to it. So, last hour, for those that, uh, and, and welcome to all of you that are now joining us on the network. We appreciate that. Um, the last hour, uh, we got Kevin Fishbane from uh, down in Chicago covering the Bears for the Athletic, and it looks like Justin Fields is going to play. The, the question that I have is these two teams now effort towards one another this weekend. When you look at the standings, and, and it's December 1st. The Packers have four wins and eight losses. Four wins and eight losses. What went so horrifically wrong? You know, what went so wrong? Because, you know, as we talked about, the old adage is, you are what your record says you are. Is this team really a 4-8 and eight team. Now, I think we were completely misled when it came to the weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard, nah. No, I'm sorry. This whole thing about Alan Lazard's a good route runner. But there is, and I said it before, I'll say it again. I bought in, like, like when we kept hearing Aaron Rodgers praise him and talk about him, and I'm buying in, and I'm like, yo, okay. Okay, he's ready to step in. And, and your eyes tell you different. There's nothing dynamic there. Good route runner, good hands. You know, you know where he's going to be. But as far as the technique and the ability and the, the speed and the leaping and such, it, there's nothing dynamic there. He's a guy. Sammy Watkins is a guy that used to be a guy. He's not even that anymore. And at least if you've seen some of the routes he's run and some of the indicators he's looked at, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say between him and Aaron Rodgers, somebody's not getting it right. And he's certainly not on the same page with Aaron Rodgers. And if you don't know where the hell he's going to go, then you, you can't throw it to him. Randall Cobb, I think, has had a pretty good season, but... Like I said before, I'll say it again. Like Puxatani Phil comes out every year to see his shadow, you know Randall Cobb is going to get hurt. You just know it. Then you got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samari Torre. Not a bad start for these guys, but you can't you can't carry these guys. These guys can't carry this team. They they 
you, you're hurting. It was it was a woeful misstep by management when it came to the weaponry of the Green Bay Packers. You finally got David Bakhtiari back, Elton Jenkins. He has not had a good season, admittedly, and usually it's the season after you come back from an ACL injury that you actually go back to being pretty much into your complete form. So you look for Elton Jenkins to be better. David Bakhtiari, when he's played, and now that he is playing consistently, he's been really good. He's been back to being David Bakhtiari. He's been good. Josh Myers has had his moments of ineptitude, but for the most part has been solid. John Runyon, pretty solid. Josh Nyman, took him a while to get acclimated to the right tackle position, but he's been pretty solid. Robert Tanyan is Robert Tanyan. He's going to be a pass catcher. He's going to get open every now and then. He brings enthusiasm. He brings a joy to Aaron Rodgers. Mercedes Lewis is is non-existent, non-existent on this team. And then the backs are what we thought they were. You know, that's it. That's kind of the assessment of the offense. You know, you can nitpick offensive line here and there and Guys have had missteps. Guys have gotten blown up. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. Look at look at what happened against the Giants, the Jets, uh, the Commanders. Those three games alone, they got blown up. You read some of the pro football focus rankings. Josh Meyer ranks as one of the lowest rated centers in the league. So, yeah, they, they've got some issues, no doubt. Then you go to the defense. And you think, okay, they picked up, they, they brought back, you know, and signed Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, the rookies. You know, you're going to run around, you're going to make some plays, you're going to show off some of your wares and your athleticism. But, but as far as becoming a honed defender in the National Football League, it very rarely happens to a rookie. It takes a while defensively to a rookie. Kenny Clark is Kenny Clark, but even he's had uh, somewhat of a, a regression, mainly for the fact that once Rashawn Gary went down, there's nobody on the front to double team anymore. Preston Smith, who traditionally goes up and down, he's up and down. He's on the down cycle. Next year, you expect him to be on the up cycle. Dean Lowry is at best a dude. That's it. That's it. He'll put, he'll give you a few statistics here or there, but he's at best a dude. Jerron Reed, eh. He didn't really fortify much. TJ Slayton. He's just a big body, a big 325, 340-pound body, somewhere in there. Jonathan Ford hasn't done much of anything. Angabari, yeah, he's he's been impressive as a fifth-round draft choice. Hell, yeah. He's giving you some quality snaps. I think Isaiah McDuffie has, has looked solid at times, but... You know, when you when you got Jair back, you're like, man, pay Jair. He's one of the best cover corners there is. Stokes, Stokes did a great job last year. Oh my God, he's so good. This is going to be the best secondary in all of Na- in all the National Football League. Then you got Darnell Savage. You got uh, Rasul Douglas. You've got Adrian Amos back there. Boy, this is just amazing. This is going to be great. And it it just hasn't turned out that way. Just hasn't turned out that way. Special teams have been somewhat better. I think we can all agree upon that. It took them way too long to say Amari Rogers sucks. I don't know why it is that we can see it, and they can't, but okay. So what went so horrifically wrong? The talent or the coaching? I think that while, you know, Mo Drayton 
blasted out of here, but it took them a week to get it. Um, but they've done this due diligence to keep guys around, to keep them in the system, to hire from within. I, I You can't do that anymore. you got to bring in an outside D coordinator. Um, the inspiration in front of a camera has been lackluster from Matt LaFleur, who has at times gotten upset with questions, legitimate questions about his team and or coaching staff. When it's like that, you can't get mad that we're asking this question. I mean, you know, after after the media got duped into the whole immunization versus vaccination, my thumb is hurt as opposed to broke thing, stop. You've lost all credibility when it comes to us asking additional questions. So, and I appreciate the fact that they do stand up there and take questions in a, in a long, free-form style of press conference, but... There's 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 not much to hang on to. There's not a lot of energy. When you're losing, there's not energy anyway. But, you know, even during the season, even starting off the season, yeah, you got a few games where guys are flying around, but man, it just, you know it it it's it's been it's been bad. It's been lackluster. And I think it starts with the catering to Aaron Rodgers. I think it starts with Aaron himself. Uh, it's been a trickle-down effect for a head coach that looks as if he's catering to the quarterback and not vice versa. Uh, a front office that has tried to make peace with that guy. They were put in a. They put themselves in a very awkward position. This has been a mess ever since Jordan Love was drafted. You talk about throwing a monkey wrench into an organization. It, it was just. It was a bad decision. It's a bad decision. He may turn out to be fantastic. Who knows? But it was a bad decision, and the timing of it was brutal. It really, really, really did just mess things up. So there's a lot of blame to go around for how this team got here. Now you have to ask yourself, how really good is this team talent-wise? How good are they? Are they uh, a team that can rebound like next year? You bring in a different D coordinator. You add a couple of veteran pieces. Maybe you shift a few guys around, and all of a sudden you're off and running. It can happen, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody's coming back next year with something to prove. And I hope they're led by their quarterback. But how good are they? Is this team lacking talent? Is it coaching? Is it front office? If you're gonna if you're gonna sit there and point a finger, where are you pointing the finger? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I'd love to know. I, I I would love to know what your thoughts are in this season. Because I mean, we can obviously look at Joe Barry and say, uh, I haven't gotten it. Um, I think you're you're bad. I think your lack of aggressiveness is has rubbed off on your defenders. And I, I, I just, I, I, I think it's a bad system. I think it's, I think he's a bad defensive coordinator. I think it's a bad system. Just do. But I would love to know what your thoughts are. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, this is from, uh, this is from Kathy. Kathy says, uh, number one, head coach. It all trickles down from him. He has to take responsibility and he keeps denying responsibility. Yes, he says he has to coach better, but does that mean just coaching X's and O's or actually being a leader of men? He doesn't seem like a leader of men. TJ says, have to point the finger at Joe Barry. His defense has sucked, put a lot of pressure on an offense that couldn't take the pressure because of the lack of weapons. They were the they were the unit that was supposed to help us win games, and instead they have failed. 
John says, uh, I look at Matt LaFleur. I listen to him speak. He doesn't inspire any kind of enthusiasm for me as a fan. It's time to change leadership. Eric says, the talent on the field is awful. Got to go with Gutekinst, and I agree with you. His pick of Jordan Love, while Love may turn out to be an all-pro, was horrible, and the timing of it was bad, and he blew up this franchise. 877-867-1670. Also, you lost a couple of key components, too. Don't forget, Luke Getze, Nathaniel Hackett, which kind of jostled some guys around. Don't forget, moved players around, or moved coaches around. So, you know, obviously, uh, Butkus, Stenovich, those guys moved positions as well. Bringing back Tom Clements played into that. So there's been some cha- face changes on the coaching staff. But uh, I want to get your thoughts. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hey, if you're looking to get a new home or maybe a, a fast pre-approval, and don't let the interest rates deter you because they're going to come back down. Okay? So you buy a home now. You pay a high interest rate for the first year. After that, they start to come back down. You can continually refi. Um, my buddy Scott Ellis at Homeside Financial, scottellisteam.com. That's scottellisteam.com. Good guy. Uh, all you got to do is give him a call. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. And if you've got credit score issues, no problem. If you've got issues trying to kind of refinance your house, absolutely. Get a hold of him. When I was uh, refinancing the my house here, he was the guy that I went to. Got divorced. Some things changed. I said, Scott, give me a hand. Help me out here. He walked me through the process, and it was great. And it was simple, and it was easy. And it was done not once but twice. So I'm telling you, if you're looking for a good guy to go to, a guy that just he answers the phone, he answers your text, he's right back on it, that's our buddy Scott Ellis from Homeside Financial. Give him a call again, 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. Always available, and he'll get you the best rate possible. And when it's time to refi, he'll also get you done that way as well. That's our buddy Scott Ellis and Homeside Financial. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, we know Santa needs help, right? Hard times, hard economy. Santa even needs a little more jingle in his pocket. And uh, they got a gift offer you can unwrap right now. Buy now, pay later. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They're going to replace your leaky windows, your doors, all kinds of good stuff, just like I did. No money down, no payments, no interest, 12 months. 12 months, and uh, that's more jingle in your pocket. So you can get the new windows and doors right now and not have to worry about paying anything. It's not a bad way to go. Keep it in your pocket until after next holiday season. Yes, at the end of 2023, Pella's Elves, as they say, install year-round. Don't worry about it. They seal off the room. You don't have to worry about all the cold leaking in and the heat leaking out. They seal off the room that they're working in. No problem. And uh, you can make it your New Year's resolution. Right now, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Nobody down, no payments, no interest. 12 months, but you got to hurry. Got to hurry. Pella's rated number one, by the way. Highest value, highest quality, most preferred by Milwaukee, Green Bay area homeowners. Right here, right now. Madison. Oh, yeah, from luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl, they got it all. Schedule your free, F-R-E-E, free consultation today. That's right. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com, or call them 
Pella WI. That's 855 Pella WI. Get a hold of our friends over at Pella Windows and Doors right here, right now. Good stuff. Uh, I want to get and talk to you. 877-867-1670. Let's get to the phone calls. Let's go to Patty listening to us in Shawano. Patty, how you doing? What's up? Hey, Bill. Good to talk to you. Um, I've kind of felt like after that last playoff game, pretty much the wheels had fallen off for that version of the Packers, and it was time to move on from Rodgers and some of these older players that have been great players for us. But how do you get new leadership if you have Aaron Rodgers calling the shots with coaching, with GM, and all that kind of stuff? Um, and I appreciate what the Badgers did, just cleaning house and, like, we need to turn the page and try something fresh. So I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thank okay. You. No, Patty, I appreciate it. Um, well, here's the thing about the Badgers. Um, they just they're, – they're not blowing it up. We had this discussion yesterday with Tom Oates. They're not blowing it up. What they're doing is trying to accentuate what it is they have and make it better. You're not getting rid of everybody. You're not, you know, um, you know, certainly Luke Fickle has this, this reign now over the Badger football program, hopefully successful wise for a long, long, long time. And I believe he will be, but you're not blowing it up. What you're doing is trying to expand it and make it better. Um, with the Packers, it's, it's just different because college is so different than pro. Um, I agree with you. Last year felt like a complete kick to the gut. And I thought it was, I thought that was the beginning of the end of Matt LaFleur. I thought that. I didn't didn't talk about it out loud because people think you're crazy. But when we saw all season long the problems in special teams, I mean all season long, and they keep talking about, being positive and we're working on it and and don't get me wrong I don't think that they ignored it but philosophically speaking when you have the same voice in Mo Drayton over and over and over and over again saying the same thing with the exact same poor results you you can't do that anymore and I know Matt tries to defend his guys almost to a fault. I, I, you, I, if you're a guy inside 1265, you know Matt LaFleur is never going to badmouth you. But then again, he's going to hang on to you like grim death. And if you are a really solid producer and you've got somebody that's inept alongside you, it's also very frustrating because I'm doing my job. I'm doing, you're only as good as what you can do. And if I'm doing my job and I'm excelling at it and I'm kicking ass and I'm doing extremely well, and yet the guy next to me is the reason we're losing games, yeah. Yep. Now, I I thought at the time about the end of Matt LaFleur in the sense of I remember the end of Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy was denying a lot of things. No, no, that's not true. You know, oh, we'll look at the tape. You know, it became there was so many cliches that we were starting to make fun of it. That was kind of it last year with the Mo Drayton thing. And then you know what, Mo Drayton gets fired, and you're, they they made a really good hire in Rich Passaccia. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe they just you know they put money into it, they put the train back on the track, so to speak. Matt Lafleur is going to sit down with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to work on this offense. We know Devontae now isn't coming back. Here we go. 
And Aaron didn't want to come. He didn't want to be a part of it. Let eh, let Matt coach him up. Let Cobby coach him up. Okay. You know. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Even if Rodgers would have come in early, you got to remember, you, Christian Watson didn't even see preseason or most of the uh, the, the workouts, only for the fact that he was he was rehabbing at the time. Um, you know, I mean, Samari Torrey, Romeo Dobbs, yeah. Sammy Watkins is a veteran, but it's turned out that he's not exactly a Mensa meeting leader. Cobb was there working hard, but Lazard's a guy. So... You know, I, I'm okay. You know, it, it, it was there was some optimism there, but then this, you know, again we're looking at a, a completely inept coach in Joe Barry, uh, a defense that you expected to take a step further ahead. And if I'm Brian Gutekunst, this is now coming back at me, going, "Did you pick up bad talent and depth, or is Joe Barry unbelievably?" inept what is it one of the two it's one of the two because you're basically playing with a lot of the same guys or did you make a woeful mistake in getting rid of Zadarius Smith who has excelled in Minnesota and, and very much like he was in Green Bay he's become that voice that defensive team leader the voice of that team and if you read a lot of things and hear a lot of things coming out of Minnesota he's reinvigorated these guys they're not great but they're playing their ass off. They're feeling good about themselves. You don't have any of that here. You don't see that. You don't see that level of enthusiasm. You don't see any of that going on. So either it's the talent or the coach. And I've got to think if I'm Brian Gutekind, I'm saying I'm not going down because of this clown. And I'm not going to sit here and have Matt LaFleur badmouth the talent that I put on the field. You know, do players make plays? Absolutely. But the inspiration, the trickle-down effect. This is this reminds me a lot of when Mike McCarthy used to come out on the field with his team, and they, we always said, well, they weren't ready to play. They looked lethargic. They came out flat. We're hearing a lot of the same stuff. Only difference is Mike did it after 10 years. Matt's doing it after four or five years. The problem is they just gave Matt LaFleur an extension. So do you evaluate him on the coaching job he did this season, facing adversity, and hanging on to a, a bad defensive coordinator? Or do you evaluate him because, well, we're paying the guy? You know, man, we don't have to pay two coaches. Do you, do you, do you evaluate him based on that? But you either think it's the talent, the coaching, or the, or the front office. If it's the talent, then the front office has to answer for it. If it's the coaching, coaches need to be changed. And I was never a big fan. Um, I was never a big fan of firing a coach midseason. Never have been. Head coach specifically. But never been a big fan of getting rid of coordinators. Uh, and then it was kind of whispered into my ear that, hey, if you've got the same guy that's bad over and over and over and over and over for 17, 18 weeks telling your guys this is the way you need to play, after a while, it gets ingrained into you, and that makes it that much more difficult for the next guy to come in and say, "No, we're not going to play this way. We're going to we're going to go we're going to go all out. We're energized. We're flying to the football. We're not going to we're going to play everything in front of us. Yes, but we're going to be aggressive. If you miss, you miss. Let's. I'd rather go down swinging than playing soft and playing back. I no. We're we're going after it. We're going to bring bring blitzes, zero coverage, zero blitz. We're going to bring everything. We're going to we're going to unload. We want to be aggressive. 
but yet you're being told week after week after week this is the way you do it. And as time goes on and it doesn't work, the erosion of respect between your players and leadership, when the players know it's not working, becomes more and more evident. And I think we're starting to see a little bit now. So there, there's a lot of dynamic there to kind of chew on. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. But that's coming out of last year, everything was set. Everything was set. You got the game you wanted. You got the team you wanted. You got the weather you wanted. You got them home field. It, I mean, it, it couldn't have lined up any more perfect for you had you had you ordered it and said, in a perfect scenario, what do we want? We want number one overall. We want a break. We get the break. We want to be at home. We get home. We want it to be cold. We got cold, but it's not too cold. Okay, it's not terrible. Okay, great. And, oh, by the way, we want snow. We want our weather, Packer weather, football weather. We, we got everything we wanted in that game. I mean, it. you couldn't have, as a Packers fan, you and I couldn't have sat here today, the day before that game, and said, if we had to pick out the perfect postseason scenario for a team coming from the West Coast into Green Bay, what would it be? And we would have ordered it up. That would have been it. That would have been the game. You got everything you wanted, and you sucked. Your offense couldn't move the football. You got punched in the face and didn't have an answer. And that's the mark, by the way, of a Matt LaFleur team. You get punched in the face, yeah, you're going to get a little bit of a flurry. You're going to play for some pride. But you don't have that tenacity where you come right back and punch them in the mouth. We have seen this team time and again in big moments fold like a cheap tent. And you saw it when Aaron Jones went down coughing up the football in the game against uh, Tampa Bay. You saw it again last year when they were they drove right down the field. The scripted plays worked. Everything was just flowing. The very next drive, they're going. Here we go. Ah, Mercedes Lewis coughs up the football, and you had zero answer after that. Zero. Your offensive line was getting its ass kicked, and you were too obstinate and stupid to make any changes because those are the starters. You have to keep them out there. Even though you're watching these guys on skates get pushed around and manhandled like kids playing on a high school playground, and yet you're playing with kindergartners, you didn't make any adjustment there. And Aaron Rodgers was running for his life. A.J. Dillon goes down. You don't have the one-two punch. They're beating you in the trenches. They're beating you up front. Didn't have it. So that's the mark now of, of a Matt LaFleur team. In my opinion, 877-867-1670. And, oh, by the way, what we had complained about all season long and Mo Drayton and that craptastic uh, special teams, they not only lost it, San Francisco's coaching staff bragged about it. I'm the positive saying, Pete right now? Right. Saying we saw the – we didn't think we could beat you via the offense versus our defense. We didn't think that. But what we thought was keep the game close because this special teams unit sucks. We see what you're doing. Oren Burks is your lineman? <laughs> Come on, man. We're going to kick his ass. We're coming up the gut. We're going to bring it from every facet. We know what we can do against you. Look at that. That's pathetic. And they exploited it. And they bragged about it. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. I got something I want to answer here when we come uh, come back here. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. I know uh, boating season is probably not uh, you know the top of your thought process list right now, but uh, but I'll tell you this: if you got a boater in your family or a friend, and you're looking for a terrific gift idea, they have a lot of stuff in the uh, showrooms at Skipper Buds. Or maybe you're thinking to yourself, what can I do for my family coming up for next year that I could say, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Uh, that might be it. That might be it. Get a hold of our friends at Skipper Buds. Possibly look at a pontoon, sport boat, deck boat, fishing boat, cruiser, yacht, whatever it is. Whatever your fancy. They got them. And the best part about it is now's the time that they really want to make deals because they don't want the inventory just sitting there. So get a hold of my buddy Todd. He's the general manager at the uh, Skipper Buds in Pewaukee where I mentioned it's yachts, pontoons, sport and deck boats, fishing boats. They've got the best and they have new and used. 262-544-1200. 262-544-1200. And uh, just stop in. And like I said, if you uh, have a boating family, maybe you buy a few new things for the uh, upcoming summer months uh, for Christmas or gift cards or what have you. They got it all. That's our friends over there at uh, at Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. Uh, Before I get to the phones, I want to address this real quick because Lance hit me up over on Twitter and said, it's funny in your last segment you talked about the coaches and how bad they are. You never said one word about how bad Brian Gutekunst is. Everyone saw how bad the receiving core was. Maybe Brian Gutekinds sucks at his job. What faith do you have? Zilch. Fire him now. And Lance, first of all, I, I did talk about Gutekinds, but I, I look at it this way, and I went through player by player. Okay? Player by player. Do I think that they woefully misstep when they did not bring in a quality wide receiver? Absolutely. Sammy Watkins was not the answer. He was cheap. They didn't want to push that extra chip to the middle of the table. They had $7.5 million under the salary cap. They didn't want to go any deeper into that. They didn't want to pay because, for whatever reason, they were mad at Zedaria Smith for getting his own opinion. They held that against him, uh, all of that. Now, uh, the question is, could they have afforded these guys? It would have been tight, but you can do anything. It's how far. It's how much talent do you want to acquire, and how far down the road do you want to kick the can? Because you can do anything. So to say, do I think it's Brian Gutekunst? I think I think Gutekunst missed on a few things, absolutely. But do you feel that there's talent on this team? Dean Lowry, no. Kenny Clark, yes. Jerron Reed, no. Placeholder. Preston Smith. I think he's talented. I don't think he's as good as some of the statistics he's put up, but you are what your record says you are. So you would say yes. Devondre Campbell, yes. Quay Walker, if he ever learns to get off of an offensive lineman's block, he should be pretty good. But he's a rookie. And Igbari, he's he's filled in admirably. Rashawn Gary, yes. Jair, yes. Adrian Amos, I believe he's talented. He's more of a of a very quiet, reserved center fielder. You know? Rasul Douglas... I, he was there, he was in your system, he knows it, he excelled. I don't think I would have given him uh, uh, that big a contract, but he was certainly worthy of it for what he did here. 
I always thought Darnell Savage was a good player until he got hurt, and once he got hurt, he does he seems to lost his tenacity for hitting. Stokes played well last year, so I think there's talent here. I do. Do I think it's a whole list of all pro talents? No, but I think it's a solid defense that should have been better. So if I believe there's talent here, why would I climb all over Gudikins other than the misstep for the wide receiving core? Why would I do that? Bakhtiari's come back and played well. It took him a while, but he did. Elton Jenkins, he's still coming back from that knee injury. It's pretty, he'll probably be a much better next year. But you got two good running backs. I think we'd all agree upon that. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. The, where they've kind of neglected over the years is trying to find a pass-catching tight end. Robert Tanyan's good, but he, they didn't put, put money into him, uh, so to speak. And Mercedes Lewis was a pickup from Jacksonville. Josiah DeGuara, a third-round draft choice. <laughs> Tyler Davis? You know, Robert Tanyan was a, a coming out of college. He didn't even get drafted. He was an undrafted free agent. They picked him up. And he's... For for the what you're paying him, he's filled the bill. But they need more. So to lay it all at Brian Gutekind's feet and to fire him, I don't know if I'd go that far. But I'll say this. You've got a couple of drafts early on in your career where you hit on a couple of guys and the rest of the drafts were terrible. And the sustainability of this team has to be built on the draft and not spending a ton of money. But, you know, you got to fortify things while you got this quarterback. But, man, if that's going to be your track record moving forward, then you're right. He's not going to have a job very long. But I look at the inspirational side of things. I look at guys are getting paid to play, guys are making money. Yes, but you got to have you got to have coaches that are, you know, uh, who said it over on Twitter? You know, you got Vrabel being the man's man and coming out and challenging his team to be better and hit harder. And you got Matt LaFleur, who in a win or a loss, he's crying at the at the podium and flubbing over his own words and trying to blame the media for asking a question. I mean, it's, it's, it's drastically two different styles. I agree with that. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Nick listening to us in Eau Claire. Nick, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing great. How are you today? Good today. What's on your mind? Uh, well, you just said made that comment about uh, Packer weather and like in the in the plane in the cold, and I feel yeah. like Rodgers has just looked very uncomfortable it, in the playoffs last year. He just looked cold and uncomfortable. I think it was the Titans game too that he just looked he just looked uncomfortable in the cold, and it, and you know you you want that kind of football in, in Wisconsin, but he just looked uncomfortable out there. Yep, no, I agree. Remember the end of uh, Favre's career? Favre looked like he was miserable coming out in the cold. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. I don't know if it's uh, just the, the old age catching up with them or what. But uh, I don't know what it is, but uh, I think, and I appreciate the phone call. I think you're right, though. The older you get, the more you dislike this, uh, the harsh climate, so to speak. I will, I will agree with that. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Tim listening to us in lacrosse. Tim, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Yep. A lot of good points from you and the listeners, you know, I, and there's validity in a lot of it. But I just – one thing stands out to me, I think, is the elephant in the room, and I've been feeling this way for quite some time, and I think it's just the two voices, Lafleur's and Rogers. And, you know, even in, when you're managing, you have to manage a strong voice in your organization. It still is hard, and unless you're in – in step, solid step with one another, a hundred percent. It's hard, 
it's hard to manage that. And there's a weight I see on LaFleur's shoulders because of it. And, and Rogers, he stated his case over a year ago. And, and then he come back into the fold. But still, he's not 100% in step. And out in the field, those pained looks, the pressure he's putting on players, I think um, I just feel like uh, removing that second voice would be 40 next year. I think he lightened the load on the coach. He lightened the load. I just noticed the enthusiasm with that offensive line and those, and those players when, when Love was on the field. There was a change in enthusiasm on the field. And um, they're patting each other on the back, and they're you know they're congratulating the quarterback, and and uh, you know I just see it. Let's just reload, move on. He's going to be forty next year. Get what you can, you know, do what you can, and and let's turn the page. That's my feeling. All right, Tim. Appreciate it, man. That's Tim listening to us in lacrosse. Uh, if they do it, it's got to be after June first. You got to spread that cap hit then out over a couple of years. Um, and then you got to find a team that is able to take on the salary that he has, that wants to take on the salary that he has, that you know is in a, in the AFC, that's in position to kind of help themselves. It's gonna the, the pickings over there. It looks like it's the the Jets and maybe everybody else, but uh, there's not a lot of teams that are going to be be in the mix for that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Now, stop in a Quick Trip just like I've done. You walk in, you you just yesterday at the pump, type in your Quick Rewards number, and you start pumping gas. You are then automatically registered for the Packers Opening Drive Contest. So when you hear Wayne Larrabee say, the opening drive brought to you by Quick Trip, and today we're uh, going for psh, Joe Smith. If you're Joe Smith, who knows? You could be the one of uh, the only one of Joe Smith. That's out there. And for every yard garner on the opening drive for the Green Bay Packers, you are getting paid. Paid. Not a bad way to go. Our friends at Quick Trip giving, giving out some gauge for uh, gasoline, for Quick Trip gift cards. Good stuff. And if they score, oh, my goodness, you get an extra 500 bucks. Go to Quick Trip. Not only are they a great locally-based company, but they're also paying you back just for being a loyal customer, giving you a shot at it. Why not, right? Go to Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card, and you're good to go. That's from our good friends at Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers worked out inside the Hudson Center, reviewing the game plan against the Bears Sunday. There's excitement the Packers could get rookie receiver Romeo Dobbs back. He practiced for the first time since suffering a high ankle sprain against the Lions a month ago. Dobbs asked if he could play this Sunday. Right now, it's real questionable. I don't know what's going to happen. I'll leave that up to medical staff or whatnot, but... You know, I feel great coming out today. Expected to feel real good coming out again tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers did not practice, but insists he'll play despite some sore ribs and a fractured thumb. Why does he want to face the Bears? Mm, pride, uh, for one, love of the game. Uh, they're paying me to play. You know, a lot of different issues, but 
you know, I'd love to compete and want to be out there with my guys. I asked Matt LaFleur about Rodgers insisting he'll be ready. Well, it just speaks to how competitive he is and how much he's invested into this game, this team, and uh, regardless of circumstances. And that's what we kind of talk about our team all the time is competitive greatness, being your best when your best is required, regardless of the circumstance. That's one thing you can always expect from him. Last year when the Packers beat the Bears 24-14, to Aaron Rodgers yelled, I own you, to the fans in the stands. Do the Bears want a rematch? Tight end and Chicago native Cole Komet. Yeah, let's bring it on. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, he's the he, he's the he's the staple of their franchise, and you know, to get an opportunity to go beat him, you know, it, it would always be a good feeling. So yeah, I, I would you know like to see Aaron out there for sure. That's Bears tight end Cole Komet in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. They've got bucks. They've got animals tickets to give away tonight. The fun starts 730. Where am I talking about? Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. It's trivia night tonight. they got bucks tickets, admirals tickets. Uh, Kurt's going to be there testing the knowledge this evening. Uh, they've got all kinds of specials coming up tonight. And uh, you can swing by and say hi. That's uh, our buddy Ryan Gardner and the whole gang out there at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill on Pewaukee Lake. <laughs> oh, it sounds like I blew something out there, doesn't it? <laughs> like, I forget why you did that, frankly. Uh, like, after a, a certain point, you have to wonder if, you, you know, when you get done doing it, you got to check your pants, I guess, right? Just I got to go see. take something. If you need to change. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't wear good underwear because there could be some seepage and stuff. <laughs> you got a whole bank of stuff on me, don't you? I, just, a whole, yeah. just a whole library of ineptitude. Yeah. What else am I supposed to do during the day? <laughs> just, you know? <laughs> dropping knowledge. Go, go audit every Matt LaFleur press conference? Because I already oh. do that. God. Not as much comes from them. <laughs> you know, if I die, uh, Ben, you can be in charge of the audio uh, for the funeral and just say, you know, I can see you standing at the podium, you and Evo and the gang, and just saying, you know, let's take a look back and a listen to some of the deep philosophical things Bill Michaels had to say. And then you ben, just I peed myself. The thing is, I could. E- I think I could even do a at least an hour of radio by only playing these clips. Oh my god! They form you sentences. Can, <laughs> you can just drop it. Just, just go with it. Play a little uh, Enter Sandman on the way out of the church. Call it a day. This one's called Ninetieth Birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, there's been some pearls of wisdom that have come out of this program, I'm sure, over the last two couple of years. Uh, so there you go. Oof. Sorry, yeah. what was that? Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill? Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. <laughs> oh, no, they're paying for it. That's okay. <laughs> Just, my God. Oh, goodness. Um, oh, okay, on on that one. Following that up, uh, an email from Hoggett, who, why you would call yourself that, I don't know. But Hoggett says, he has his hose out. (laughs) 
Hoggett says, Matt LaFleur does not make me want to listen to his press conferences. I can only imagine what it's like inside a locker room rah-rah meeting trying to get guys fired up when he keeps saying, I'm going to go back and look at the tape and I'll let you know. And then he begins to tear up. Hoggett says, how, how does he inspire you to go out and run through a wall? You know, the whole crying thing, you know, Ron Rivera cried. He got praised for it, for being an emotional guy and a leader of men. Matt LaFleur cried. Now, there's certain times, too. I get it, over an emotional victory or whatever when you challenge your guys. But there's a difference between crying. Right, Vrabel did it. There's a difference between crying an emotional win and putting all your heart and soul into something and it's it, perception being you're crying because you're trying to hang on to your job and you think it's coming to an end. I, I guess that's the difference. But Mike Vrabel did it. Yeah, you're right. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michaels Show next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.